This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. Kia ora, my name's Rex Lovegrove. And welcome to Colours of the Heart, looking at life's challenges from a place of presence and compassion. Imagine there's no heaven. Welcome forward to Colours of the Heart. And I've got a, another special guest, a man with multiple skills. And just recently I heard him speak and he had, he had such a magic way about him in relation to what he delivered. And he's a, a natural practitioner. Um, he went through the conventional steps of um, medicine and, and he moved beyond that. And he has, a, he has a joyful and a soulful story to share in relation to the steps that he made. But what I really liked about what he said, what really resonated for me was he made reference. If he doesn't get movement, was there's no changes in his patience after three sessions, he questions if he's the right person for it, if there's something is missing in relation to the practice and what he's subscribing. And he will refer his patients on, which I think is just a soulful, soulful stance. So, Dr. Joe, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time and the space you've created. Look, mate, you've got, you've got, you've got so much to say, and we've only got a s- small window to do so, but what got you into this, this, this holistic way of practicing? Well, first of all, uh, I graduated in 1976 in Belgium, conventional medicine, and I wanted to accomplish the dream of my childhood since I was five years old, becoming a surgeon. So I became a surgeon. And then, well, long story, uh, practicing, doing surgery at high level, I was disappointed. Not because the surgery was not successful, but because the patients kept coming back with the same problem. And I asked myself, why is that happening? because they don't care about the origin of the problem. So I said, well, I have to find out something else. Help my patients differently, because that, that does not make sense. A repeated surgery, okay, business-wise is okay, very good, but it's very difficult technically. Something that fresh takes you an hour and a half, when you do a repeat surgery, you spend the whole day and sometimes part of the night in the operating room. Oh, that's not good. I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> so uh, I first of all paid attention to my anesthesiologists. They were using acupuncture, so they could not prescribe morphine or things like that. So then, well, that's interesting. Let's learn acupuncture. Also, I learned to stick needles wherever, and to my surprise, it was working. I said, "Oh, well, that's interesting." And then I went a little bit uh, out of the side. Through my anesthesiologist, I learned a little bit of homeopathy, or just practical, you give Annika for this and this and for that. And it worked even better. Uh, 
then I had to move countries and I started teaching medical diagnostics in uh, uh, South Africa in the Durban uh, Technicon at that time and the Faculty of Chiropractics and Homeopathy. And my students there pushed me a lot more into homeopathy because they, they were passionate and I was seeing the results that they as students were having. I said, oh, that was very interesting, even though to me it was complete bullshit. Yeah. Uh, you know, not understandable at that time. And so I started studying three colleges at the same time, not me. Uh, and I started using it. And hey, I started having fantastic results. Some people didn't get better, of course, and not that good yet, but uh, that was good. So I continued that. And from there, I continued into absolutely everything I could put my teeth on. Herbal medicine, Chinese medicine, uh, osteopathic medicine, manual medicine rather, energy medicine, nutrition of course, uh, naturopathy, etc. etc. Absolutely everything I, I could dream of. There's quite a few things I haven't done yet, but it's on the program. And that's it. I moved again country, lived in Israel for a while, uh, working as a GP, then I abandoned surgery completely, working as a GP and the National Health Service, and in parallel having a private consultation. But it was an almost daily fight in the National Health Service because I didn't want to prescribe what they uh, they had on their list because I had better stuff to give to the patients. And so it was a daily fight with the authorities there. After seven years, I had enough. I slammed the door. I said, I don't want to hear about you anymore. And then I looked for some place else to live, having lived in different countries, uh, not more than what I'm saying, and uh, found out New Zealand. So I said, okay, I'll come here. So I came here and opened that clinic. And that's it, and the rest is history. During that time, then I perfected my uh, homeopathy. It's not yet perfect, but uh, it's okay. And all the other skills. I published 12 books. One of them is already translated in German, and I'm translating it in French also. Um, I have uh, four on online courses, I have uh, two PhDs and four doctorates, so you can call me Dr. 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 Joe, <laughs> if you want to. And that's the whole story. That's the whole story. So the more I learn, uh, the more I see there is more to things. There's more to dig, there's more to discover, and that uh, often gives you a little bit of modesty. I'm not modest, I don't understand that concept actually, but uh, saying, okay, okay, maybe there's something here I'm missing. And so that's what brings me to that notion of after three times, uh, if nothing has moved, either the patient did not tell me the truth, which happens. Oh. Uh, or I made a mistake somewhere. So at that time, I take the file, I review it, revise everything, and sometimes I say, oh shit, 
I completely missed that. So I changed the treatment. And sometimes I say to the patient, we just come back because uh, I don't know what to do. We have to start again from scratch. And it has happened many times. Uh, for example, I had a patient like that came for a problem of sterility and fertility. And I didn't have an answer until we called her mother in to give us detail what happened during her pregnancy with my patient. When she told me what she was doing, dealt okay, you know, a big lamp on top of her, big light there, found a good treatment, get a treatment, patient conceived. Uh, that's the way to do. That's the way to do. You, you, you might be good at what you're doing, but sometimes you have, you know, a specific order, you seem to be a builder. So if somebody asks you to uh, build uh, a hose that is round here and square there, you have to say, mm, but how am I going to design it? It's not regular. So, and I like cases that are not regular because it's a challenge and I like a good challenge. Right. Right. And also it's safe for me, you know, because those people which challenges uh, have been abandoned by the conventional side and often have been abandoned by uh, the naturopath, the homeopath, etc., etc. So if I manage to get better, why? I'm good. If I don't, well, what do you want? Nobody managed, so what do you expect from me? Right. So for me it's a win-win also, not for the patient, but that's about that. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And if someone was interested in, in your services, mm -hmm. how would they get in contact with you, my friend? Phone call. Hi. Details? Uh, 06-769-9092. Or you can go to my website, uh, naturamedica, in one word, .co.nz. Brilliant, brilliant. And that's simple. Everything is explained there. What I do, what my wife does, she's a reflexologist, a Reiki master, an advanced uh, energy practitioner. So, you know, we, uh, we work together. And that's it. There's nothing fixed in what I do. Okay? Every person that comes here, it's a blank page. I don't know. You can tell me, oh, I have asthma. I come from asthma. Oh, that's okay. Describe your asthma, explain to me, etc. And then we go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And often all those respiratory problems are linked to sadness. Oh, why are you sad? Oh, because this and this and this happened to me. Oh, and how did you react to that? Because I cannot change the past, obviously. But what we need to change is the reaction to what happened, this emotional situation. An emotional situation, as you know very well, they start giving you symptoms, but all the tests are normal. But then, in time, changes happen in the anatomy, in the physiology, and that becomes a set disease. And then you have to treat two things in parallel. The set disease, because you have to take care of that. Say, for example, you have high blood pressure, well, that's a silent killer. You have to drop that blood pressure any way possible. And then you go also to the root of the problem and to the maintaining causes. And maintaining causes very often is food, if you can call that food, so the, the junk food. And, and that is something that is unfortunately not very well accepted by the public. Mm. So I spend about half an hour explaining why they have to abstain of this and this and this and that. 
not just telling them, no, you should do this, if not, you're not going to be cured. I want people to understand what we do. Mm. Because if they understand, they may accept it. If it's just an order from an authority, ah, well, I would never accept that. You have to do that. Why? Because I say so. Oh, oh, not with me. Not me. Never. Hey, you're not the conventional doctor, and I'm grateful of that. Vano, we'll pause for a song, and if you haven't been told today, let me be the first. You are cared for. Kia <laughs> Now I've heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the battle
Kia ora whanau. Hey, once again, welcome forward to Colours of the Heart. And before we continue with this very interesting corridor around health, holistic health, and, and the modalities that are connected with loving yourself, a big mihi out to Kiwi Bike. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for, for loving me in, in your unique way. And access Taranaki. Love ya, love ya, love ya. Doc, you know, in the, in the, in the pause time, you've been kicking the ball around and you've come up with some really interesting analogies and how to treat people as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and and from, my, from my perspective, in a really profound way, and also the emotional connection to illnesses. Can you elaborate on that, please, mate? Uh, yes, certainly. Let's go to the end of the elaboration Almost every single disease, almost, except for injuries and accidents and, you know, trauma and being attacked in the street or whatever, have a root in emotions. And things that have happened in your past, as a child, as a baby, during conception, to your parents, uh, you know, if you're the product of a rape, for example, or whatever, or anything that has happened, bullied at school or whatever. This will give rise uh, to some symptoms, to some signs, to some complaints. You know, I have headaches. Like, like lots of children will tell you, I don't want to go to school today, I have a headache. Not saying that I'm bullied or whatever, because it's not nice. And if you go and write yourself to the principal, uh, you're going to get into trouble. So now I have headaches. And they keep having headaches as children in intermediate school and then high school and then university if they go there. And then eventually they say, oh, I have migraines. It's absolutely terrible. So you're on drugs and so on and so on. And I still have those migraines. And your GP eventually refers you to the neurologist. And the neurologist sends you for a CT scan. And suddenly you have a tumor in your brain. How can a tumor be the result of emotions? It is because of the irritation, the permanent physiological, electrical, energetic irritation in some parts of your brain, for example, or anywhere else in your body. And that irritation eventually creates a reaction from the body, trying to encapsulate it. It's like you have an abscess, you have an infection, the body tries to encapsulate it, localize it, so it doesn't kill you. It's annoying, but you have to open the abscess. Same thing. So in your brain, for example, uh, it will encapsulate, and that encapsulation is going to evolve, to evolve into a cyst, if you're lucky, a tumor, depending on which cell is going to be uh, involved, a tumor that is curable uh, by conventional medicine or not curable. That is the phenomenon. So no matter what pathology I'm confronted with, I have to treat two things. The actual complaint, because I have to relieve the patient. Comes here with a complaint. He should get out with the ability to release the pain, release the complaint, uh, feel better while we treat the deeper issue. Sometimes it's very clear. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes the people are not going to talk because for whatever reason they are ashamed. 
or they don't want to tell the truth. Uh, you know, uh, last century, uh, saying to somebody, admitting to somebody that you were gay, oh, oh, that was a no-no. Mm. Okay. Nowadays, who is going to tell you, oh, you, you know, I'm a pedophile. And being a pedophile, uh, not only being a danger to the public, but there is a reason why you are like that. So that's that reason I have to treat, to remove that pedophilia from the patient. But I will never know, because never nobody is going to tell me, even not to me. But I cannot guess. I don't play on guesses. So you see, everything goes around the reaction to events. And even small little events, you know, frustration. Who hasn't witnessed a child given an ice cream and then he drops it on the floor, starts crying? Reaction of the person, oh, that's okay, I'll give you another ice cream. Most often, what do you see? And parents slap him in the face. How did you do that? Cost a lot of money. Poor kid, why do you do that? And that can be the beginning of something. And then when you bring that memory back, because it's alive, what was the emotion at that time? Well, I was sad. Okay, I hated my parents. I wanted to kill them. Kind of a difference here. And from there, you treat that, you treat the emotion, you treat the reaction to what has happened. And what I always explain to my patients is, with those events in the past, you are still living into that event. It's still part of you. What I want to try to do is to take you out of it. You're not going to forget it, but you can remember it and watch it the same way you watch a horror movie. You're sitting in your sofa, eating popcorn, which is forbidden food for me, but, but you know that even you, if you are terrified by the movie, you know that Freddy Krueger is not going to come and get you yes. because it's a movie. That's what I try to accomplish. When you get there, end of the problem, unless it has become totally physical, then we have to deal with the physical aspect too. But that's basically what medicine is about. It's uproot the things and keep people on the way of uh, a healthy living. So yeah, well, for you're not funny, Joe, you know, we cannot drink alcohol, we cannot have bread and cereals and all that. I say, look, you can do whatever you want. I gave you the explanation. You know why I request that. You want to do differently, be my guest. It's not my responsibility. You have no knowledge, you have the power. This is your consultation. You do whatever you want with it. It's your choice. That's, it, it, it is really simple. It is really simple. When you, when you accept that concept, everything becomes absolutely simple have to dig. Sometimes you have to torture the people. You know, as I always tell them, I've been trained by the KGB, so I'm, you're going to talk to me. But it's uh, a joke. Huh? Hey, it's a joke. <laughs> but uh, very often I get to what I want, what I want mm. because I have so many different ways to approach the diagnostics to, to Chinese medicine, to 
osteopathic examination, listening techniques, and so on and so on. Uh, there are different ways. And that's it, but it takes time. Consultation, first consultation, needs two hours, at least. So, yeah, it's not a simple flu or a, a runny nose. Sometimes I wish, can't you not come with COVID? Because that one is simple. <laughs> Explain that, please. What? Uh, COVID is simple. Well, Expand on that. Expanding on that is very simple. It's a viral infection. So what do you do? You increase the, uh, the immunity of the patient, the immune system. Uh, you compensate for defects. You remove the foods that decrease the resistance of the patient. And that's it. That's all there is to it. It's not complicated. It's not different from any other viral disease, except that you have to be sometimes very specific, which is what we call an isotherapic remedy. Well, that's fine. It's not a problem. It's almost routine. It's almost routine. No, when you get to the side effects of the, COVID, the infection, the long COVID, that becomes another problem. Because so far we don't know exactly what is going, what is happening. That's where conventional medicine, conventional science comes in because the explanations are coming up. And we see the damage that has been done by not understanding that disease mm. properly. Because from the beginning we knew exactly that what was happening, the clots and all that stuff, and the inflammation. So we knew exactly what to do. Uh, but now we know better. We understand a lot of mechanisms. Uh, not yet enough. Uh, it's never enough. But it, it, it's really simple. It's really simple. What I, what, I, what, I, what I understand about you, my friend, in regard to the, the little time I've had with you. You're actually really passionate about what you do. Of course. You're really passionate. Of course, that's the passion of my life. I, it started when I was five years old. I was at the pediatrician's clinic, and you know, like they always say, and when you will be a big boy, what do you want to do? My answer was, I'm going to be a surgeon, and I'm going to cut people open. <laughs> I was five years old, and I did it. And then I said, yeah, that's not enough. That's not good enough. Hmm. No, it's a, it's a passion, and also you keep learning. You keep learning, you, you keep understanding better what is happening. So you understand better what's happening in your own body. And you say, oh gosh, no, not that to me. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for your time, Doc. My I've pleasure. A, I've appreciated it. I will be calling you forward to the show. Um, um, Fano, Fano, um, if you haven't been told, and you have, let me be the first. You are cared for cure. Thank you for your time and your ears. If you are inspired and stimulated by what has been said, you can contact me at Mountaintop Life Coaching and look forward to hearing your feedback. If you haven't been told today, let me be the first. You are cared for. Kia This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.